morning. Welcome to Crime Talk BK. We're your hosts, Joanna Perpich and Megan Duffy. Good morning. Good morning. Um, good evening. Uh, just because I've been listening to NPR Politics podcast, um, we're recording this um, on March 3rd, and it is definitely nighttime. Uh, so things might have changed <laughs> since, <laughs> since uh, this has aired. Um, not that we overly cover breaking news, but you never know. Mm, sometimes, but not really. Um, <clears throat> so I know that we've both had a long week. Uh, which is also where we had a uh, pre-record, not pre-record, a uh, repeat episode last week. Also, mm-hmm. for listeners, we're a little bit loopy from sleep deprivation. So, if I sound weird... <laughs> Please forgive. Um, but I have some good things that I've been working on. Do tell. Which is... Uh, we're getting a cat! Yay! Oh, I'm so happy for you. You know how I feel about it. I, if I had a bigger apartment, I'd have many more cats. I'm so excited. Um, last night I had a meltdown over uh, over how I was having some big feelings about getting a cat, and I'm just like, I don't know if I can. I'm, I'm ready to be a mom. And Ashton's like, Joanna, you're ridiculous. It's a- it, they're moody teenagers, girl. They're already relatively self-sufficient. You just need to make sure the box is clean and they're fed and watered. That's yeah. it. Calm house, calm household. Like they'll be just fine. I woke up this morning and Ashton was like, "So, Joanne, you still feel like you're not ready to be a cat mom?" And I'm like, "No, I'm good. I just need sleep." And he's like, "Okay, sleep. Everybody's ready to be a cat mom. Even Ash. He can be. A he's, great, he's super ready. He was the um, main reason." He was like the impetus behind the whole, because we were living in Baton Rouge, his childhood cat, Teddy, would like crawl up on the bed every night. I'd be like, this goddamn cat out of here, you know? And Ashton's just like, no, he's my favorite. (laughs) He's my baby. He's his baby. And now Ashton's going to get a new baby. Uh, We're gunning for this cat, I think, named Oval. Well, there's Marshmallow. Who's really cool, but then also Oval, who I'm thinking of renaming Opal because her fur is this gray white dapple. Pretty. Yeah. Pretty. Um, and she's supposed to be a very solid mixture of cuddly and aloof. That's perfect. I know. Because she's like, oh, I see you want like a very like in your face playful. Because I'm just like, I'm such a dog person. And I'm like, yes. But I also want a cat that wants to be left alone when I want to be left alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but the lady on the, she, we did like a video interview and we like showed her our apartment so she knows you don't live literally in a dumpster. And um, she was really nice. So, yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to the um, adoption agency to the foster, to the cat rescue, but only after we get a cat from them. Yeah. Because I might still get really mad at them. Well, you do know my adoption. Like, I've had cats my whole life, and my cat had, my older cat had just died, my first cat that I had in New York, so I went to adopt another one at this really sort of hoity-toity adoption agency, and they wouldn't because they couldn't get a hold of all the New York vets that I had used over the years for Schnitty because I, you know, you move like every three years, right? So you yeah. don't 
have the same vet all the time. And they were like, well, we just don't approve. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? You, we don't, we don't approve of you. And I'm like, oh, okay. That sounds awful to hear that. I checked it on because it was this big, like, Maine Coon size black male floof Ooh. that I really wanted. He was so sweet. Um, and I checked for he was in that cage for another six months. Oh my God. Yeah. The, the rescue that we're using, they work mostly with trapping cat, cats that are in, I think, the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And they mostly deal with like strays and then they de- try to domesticate them, <laughs> uh, which will be exciting for us. Um, That's what mine are. Mine are street cats. Yeah. But their whole thing is that they want to get their cats out as quickly as possible. So once you get through pre approval, you just send them a list of cats that you kind of want and they're like, boom, boom, boom. That's cute. Yeah. How old, is, how old are the babies? The cats that we're looking at are like, between like one and three okay they only give the kittens to like the experienced people and they do the kittens in pairs because they said that the kittens have a harder time adjusting Mm -hmm. um and we're not getting a special needs cat because i just don't know how to do that (laughs) so no kitty hiv in this house it's really it's it's a it's hard even for an experienced cat owner it's, it can get really hard. Have you had a cat that had the FIV or whatever it's called? No, but my last cat went through. Uh, she went through like six months of kidney failure. Oh. So there was force feeding and hydrating and in and out of the vet and and I finally just she was the last time she was the last time she was in the vet she was in there for a week and I finally was just like. She came home. They wouldn't let me see her because it would just, they said it was just distress her more for me coming and going. Mm-hmm. So I finally went to pick her up. She's covered in her own pee. And they like, here's all the equipment. Like, you have to intravenously hydrate her every day and, you know, all this other stuff. And so I brought her home and I put her on her favorite chair and she just like exhaled, just like, like yeah, deep exhale. And I was like, well, I guess we're never going back there again. Because um, they were like, we don't know if she's going to survive or not at this point. Because it's really wow. bad. And they're like, you can give her meds, but, um, you know, there's no guarantee that they'll work. And I was like, okay, well, we're never coming back to that again. So. That sounds horrible. I'm sorry. It was rough. But she was happier. You know, I did what, you know, she was happier being, she died at home. She was just happier to be at home. So I gave her a big old, very unhappy bath. Um, Because she, I can like, you smell like pee. (laughs) Um, But then I wrapped her in a towel and put her in front of the space heater. And she just, you know, she was happier after that. And I gave her, like, things she would eat, like crab legs. Like, here, if you're going to eat, you know, she's like, oh, I want some of that. But otherwise she wouldn't eat. So I'd find all these, like. All right, today we'll have lamb chops. You want some lamb yeah. chops? You know, so. Oh, you're such a good kitty mommy. I just, you know, I do spoil them rotten. Anyway, um, I'll send you a photo when we finally get. I can't wait. A little guy. I was looking at kitten photos today. Because <laughs> I can't help myself. Um, 
Yeah, so that's my good news. Um, so what do you find to talk about today? I have a little something on Alan Weisselberg. Okay. And uh, this is out of Philly. I got, I got a murder out of Philly because it was too good to pa- not to pass up. So I'm going to read that one. Uh, and a New York landlord. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So mm-hmm. we did lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you do? So I can't remember if we did this one or not. Because I was like going through reading this article and some details sounded familiar. But I mean, there's so many dumb murderers out there that it's hard to keep track. I know. Um. But this guy and his sex worker girlfriend killed this chef and then, like, went to a casino and tried to, like, they didn't try to steal money from the casino, but they were trying to do, like, shady shit there. And I'm like, why? Anyway. Hmm. And then I have Long Island Cops being Long Island Cops, which is unfortunate. And um, I wanted to cover Cuomo. Because he has been embroiled in quite a bit of controversy uh, this past month. And, um, yeah, he sounds pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, I figured you would. Uh, uh, I'm really disappointed. Yeah, me too. I liked his PowerPoints. I... I was disappointed in the nursing home scandal, but I am really disappointed now. Do you just want to start with that one since we Yeah, just rip off the band-aid, I guess. All right. So, content note that we are going to be talking about sexual harassment. So, um, if this is something that you don't want to listen about right now, completely understandable. Just, like, turn us down for, like, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. All right. So, our governor, Andrew Cuomo, has been accused of sexual harassment by three different people, which is not great. Um, let me see. So, he was in the news specifically today because he had this press conference about, about it where he apologized he's just like i'm so sorry i did not mean things this way i didn't realize at the time that they were inappropriate now i understand they are blah whatever whatever he's like and i will not resign which i wasn't really i didn't think he would right uh but no you know here's the thing about the resigning is is i get that it's creepy and gross and totally whatever but I also harken back to like the Al Franken episode, mm-hmm. and I'm like, let Letitia James do her thing, please. If it's worth him resigning, then yes. I don't. I just like. Can we just can we just get through this fucking pandemic, please? Without some, I mean, like, go to training, admit you were fucking wrong, apologize, do all these things that you need to do. Let Letitia do her shit. And just, like, we can have a regular election. Yeah. Please. But these are, that's my current feeling. I know it's, and it's just off the cuff, and it probably sounds horrible. But, like. No, I mean, we've gone through so much instability this past year. 
both on like a national political level, but then more personally, like with COVID. And so like the accusations against Cuomo are at least hitting me harder than I thought they would. Not because I don't believe the women. I do. Cuomo seems kind of. I do. I, a, I believe that. Uh, but like, I don't know. Like, it kind of it makes my heart sink a little bit. Just kind of thinking about, it's like, oh, here's something else that we have to like figure out as a state. <sighs> I know. So, I mean, it's good, though, that they came forward, and I'm sure it was very hard for them, especially some of them are very young. Um, so, let's get into what the accusations are. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. So, his term ends, I think, at the end of 2022, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of mm-hmm. 2022, right? Yeah. So, yep. Just to, you know. Um, let me see. So, Lindsay Boylan, who is now a Democratic candidate for Manhattan Borough President, which is pretty cool. Uh, she wrote in an online essay that uh, Cuomo asked her to play strip poker with him during an October 2017 flight on his official state jet. And I was reading something where Cuomo was trying to, like, pass it off as a joke. I don't know. Maybe he was joking. Uh, but when you're, like, trapped in a plane with somebody and it's like their plane. Okay. Yeah. It sounds to me like personally, this, this sounds to me like he is of the age where he doesn't know he's creepy. Mm -hmm. This is just, but it's like, mm, also fine, but you've been high profile for a really long time. You've got daughters. You, you know, you had, um, gorgeous woman on on your arm you had that lovely girlfriend of his for a really long time you can't tell me i mean maybe that one was a joke but come on are you are you like this creepy and you don't know it yeah yeah i think that's what i think that's what's happening is he doesn't know he's creepy well also god i don't know people in power suck men in power suck (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you know, some people used to talk about Joe Biden and how he used to, like, come up behind women and squeeze their shoulder and talk into their ear. Creepy Uncle Joe. I get it. But, you know, have you, have, yeah. But it it's was a lot less creepy than strip poker, but it's. That is fair. That is fair. Creepy. But, These old men. I we need just, to get some young blood. Young female. You know what? You know what, men? You need to start going through some human resources sexual fucking harassment training every year. Like, my firm makes us all do. Thank you. I have been through sexual harassment training so many times, and I'm a freelancer. I know. It's like, I've we've, we've go through it every year, and I've been at this firm for 20 years. Like, it's wild thinking about working with someone for that long. Anyway, um, freelance. And then, uh, so if Lindsay Boylan's strip poker uh, thing isn't quite enough for you, let's move on to Charlotte Bennett, who is 25, right? And so she told reporters, I think, 
um, that he asked her, quote, inappropriate personal questions. He said that he was open to relationships with women in their 20s and that she walked away from this whole experience pretty convinced that he wanted to have sex with her. Yeah, sounds like he's a lonely guy. Lonely, creepy guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, that doesn't justify it. I'm just saying that that's what it sounds like to me. He's a lonely, creepy dude. He needs a woman in his life. Like, permanently. So, he is 63. He is literally old enough to be her parent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's exciting. Not, not in, not in a, uh, titillating sort of thing. way. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is, it is, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, stereotypical? Cliche? Cliche. Yeah. What's that? Uh, there's these two cats that are trying to have sex. Bomb of our fire department. Meeting season. It, every now and then at night, like we hear them like yowling at each other, and I'm like, "Oh, someone's in heat." Yeah. Poor babies. Um, I'm just thinking about cats again. I need to get off this. <laughs> you can't help yourself. Every cat at the shelter had their little ear docked. I'm like, no. There were like three cats. The TNR anyway. Um. <laughs> oh, it's because the windows, whatever, it's hot in here. It's fine. You're going to get some New York sounds. Um. No, I'm reading this. So apparently uh, Charlotte went, like the New York Times contacted her with her story. The New York Ch- Times, they like really fact check the hell out of stuff. And um, some of the details that she's giving in the New York Times article is, like, way worse than the New York Post recap that I was reading from. Of course it is, because the Post is a rag, but we love it. We do love it. Um, It's a rag. Anyway, yeah. And then there's Anna Rush, who's a 33-year-old former White House staffer under President Obama. And this is, like, a weird, uh, like, relationship between her and Cuomo because what happened is that she was at a wedding that Cuomo was also at and that's like the connection of how this happened um he came over grabbed her face and kissed her after he officiated the wedding and I'm sure she was like what are you doing well there's that photo that's going around so of that one. Yeah. Is yeah. It... It's a it's it's her friend took the photo. It's him holding her by the shoulders and she's got her hands like in between his arms up kind of like this like and she's leaning back like uncomfortable. Oh, she looks uncomfortable. Yeah, I just found it. Yeah. She looks uncomfortable. He is clearly not picking up on the body language. Okay. Great, 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 great. Um, super awkward. Oh my God, the Washington, exactly the, the New York Post, um, 
Cover says Hansy Andy. Look at here as Cuomo gave unwanted kiss. Hansy Andy. That's a good nickname. It is a good nickname. Although, you know, everybody under um, the post administration can go fuck themselves for calling him Hansy Andy. Hmm? Um, it's a Republican rag. Tell me no one's Hansy on that side of the aisle. Come on. Grab him by the pussy. It's bad regardless of who does it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so also Cuomo is still in trouble for how he handled COVID. Um, and I just want to tag this on because I'm also quite steamed about this fact. Is that, uh, yeah, so Cuomo required nursing homes to accept COVID-19 positive patients when New York's hospitals were overflowing. And then he hid data about the deaths of nursing home residents. Um, and all of this has come out within the past month. So needless to say, Cuomo is having a very hard month, all due to his past decisions. And I got to tell you, that just that nursing home decision makes no sense to me. When people, we were losing 4,000 people a day in New York City. Why the fuck would you stick them in a home with their most vulnerable people? Yeah, no kidding. Um like, I get what he was trying to do with that, and I think that there's ways that they could have <clears throat> repurposed, like, wings of nursing homes or an entire nursing home if you can move the residents. Closed, closed hospitals. We ha- pitched some fucking um, hospital tents like they did in Central Park. Like, there were other options. Yeah. The way he did it was not good. And it, I'm sure, led to more deaths. So anyway, um, Cuomo, buddy, can't do these things. Call us. We've got some things to talk about. No kidding. Anyway, um, yep. So those are all my feelings about Andrew Cuomo. Cool PowerPoints. Creepy person. I mean, I gotta say, he he did overall. He did a decent job with the COVID, but this nursing home thing tanks everything else he did. Yeah. He did. He did a great job with it, but this is going to tank everything else he did. No one's going to remember the daily briefings and the rules and the what. No one's going to remember that. They're only going to remember this. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. For many, many reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, <sighs> the dog and cat are fighting now. That's okay. New York sounds. I closed my window because they're they're doing some weird noise on the train, and then fireworks started out here. So I'm like, oh, that's exciting. Why are there fireworks? It's somebody's birthday. Somebody got your COVID vaccine. Perhaps. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe um, it is a Russian neighborhood. There could be some weird Russian holiday that I'm not aware of. Um, okay, What's you want to hear about Alan Weisselberg? Yeah. Do you know who he is? No. Okay. So uh, Alan Weisselberg is the CFO of the Trump Organization. Oh. Mm-hmm. He's been um, the long-standing want-to-get for all trump watchers uh-huh right 
He's 73 years old. He's been an accountant going back to the 70s doing the books for former president's father, Fred Trump. Um, and he's been with the company ever since. He runs the day-to-day operations with Don Jr. and Eric when their father went to the White House. Mm-hmm. Okay. According to the New York Times, prosecutors with Manhattan District Attorney's Office have zeroed in on him in their investigation of Donald Trump's finances. Okay. I'm going to bring you back to 2018. Um, the New Yorker wrote this great article about it, but I'm going to give you a brief synapse. Um, he knows where the bodies are hidden. And in 2018... With a limited immunity agreement, he testified to the Southern District of New York about the circumstances of the Stormy Stormy Daniels hush money payoff. Ooh. He was one of the executives who helped reimburse Mr. Cohen through the Trump Organization and the President's Personal Trust uh, for $130,000 to Michael Cohen made before the 2016 election to Stormy Daniels for staying silent over her allegation of a past unfortunate sexual encounter with Mr. Trump. Uh, So Mr. Weisselberg's testimony to uh, former New York Attorney General Barbara Underwood about the self-dealings of the Trump charity got the Family Foundation disbanded and the whole family had to kick in a $2 million uh, fine and go to remedial education to learn what a fucking charity was was and how to run it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and it wasn't supposed to pay for a, you know, God only knows how, what size painting of Donald Trump to hang in their fucking private club. Uh, by the way, Michael Cohen has his own podcast. It's very interesting. Um, Is it worth listening? Specific episodes are interesting. Skip through the first 15-minute rant, because it's just him, like, yelling into the microphone. But he's got some interest. He had Stormy Daniels on. Oh. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, How old? It's crazy. It's called Mia Culpa. I don't even... God, I can't wait till like 30 years when this Trump stuff is like laid to bed. Look, Michael Cohen is just trying to right all the wrongs that he did. So, you know, I'll I'll leave him to it. I mean, it's called me Kovala, so. Yep. Uh, okay, so Mr. Weisselberg is currently doing a dance with Letitia James. Okay. Who is uh, looking into a whole raft of allegations about Trump's financials. And, um, you know, we're not getting a lot of visibility about it because she doesn't want to bear all her cards. But she did file a file a motion to enforce a subpoena in August of 2020, which I was chomping at the bit at. But um, I only just saw the papers today because I was too lazy to look it up, quite frankly. Um, She wants to know if the Trump Organization picked up $100 million of loan forgiveness as income in 2012. And the company wants to have Weisselberg pinky swear that he did rather than produce tax returns to prove it. So they're basically looking at Weisselberg as Al Capone's tax lawyer. 
Capone was taken down for tax evasion by his tax attorney, by his accountant. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. But with the Trump family. Yeah. The family. Now, here's another thing that's really interesting about this. Weiselberg's family also benefited from his relationship with the Trump family. According to the New York Times, uh, Cy Vance has been asking questions about his sons, Barry and Jack Weiselberg. One, Barry runs the Wolfman Ice Rink from the Trump Organization, which recently stripped uh, stripped the name Trump off of it, and I think they finally closed. Uh, and then Jack Weiselberg works for Ladder Capital, which is one of Donald Trump's major money lenders. Hmm. Mm. Um, it was re- previously reported um, in Bloomberg, I think. I think I read that article. Barry Weisselberg enjoyed multiple expensive perks courtesy of the Trump family, including free rent in a Trump brownstone, um, which has deep tax consequences if not declared properly. And um, so Vance is sort of like wielding this stick, like, tell me everything you know, or we're taking your family down too, kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. So, um, James is focusing on, um, and Letitia James are all focusing on real estate deals and investigating whether the Trump organization falsified loan applications with inflated appraisals and whether there were any other hush money payments. And, um, yeah, so... Um, this oh this also this I always also tell you that all this information came from Above the Law, which is the greatest legal blog ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, so, also you would also remember Rudy Giuliani went out some time ago and said that the reimbursed one hundred thirty thousand dollars to Michael Cohn um, was to put him on retainer. Through a law firm, it was really, it was, yeah, it was really crazy. Um, So Trump, so what he said was, the company reimbursed Cohen $130,000 he fronted on a mortgage on his house for the payoff of, by putting him on retainer, which Giuliani described as standard operating procedure through said firm. Um, yeah. So that's that. So all the best people are going to put Donald Trump in a very uncomfortable position. Alan Weisselberg. That sounds exciting. And I also said a long time ago when this shit started hitting the fan, you and I talked about it. I'm like, I think Stormy Daniels is the one that's going to take the president down. She opened it. The whole thing is coming apart. Yeah. How interesting. Mm hmm. Huh. Well, play stupid games. I finally know what that means now. I think it is apt for that's what the Trump family's been doing is. They wanted a bunch of power that they already had. And in, like, 
trying to like grab more. They've kind There's, of they're fucking fraudsters. They overvalue properties to to get loans and to sell it. And then on tax documents, they undervalue it to get the loss. And yeah, they've been doing it for years. Plus, we talked about this before. They have, like, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, full-on racist policies against people moving into these properties. Mm-hmm. And let's not get started with Trump University. Trump University? Come on. Ugh. God, he's just a shyster. He's just a shyster. A lot of people voted for him. I don't know why. Do you think that the Trump family is going to be able to create a political dynasty? Or do you think that they're kind of... No. You think they're done? I think it's going to take a couple of years and a number of indictments. Because you have to be understand here. His sons and his daughter will also be indicted. Yeah. With them all indicted, who's the only one left is Baron. Oh, poor baby. I forget about him. Which is probably good. Like, he should be out of the public eye. That's the one thing Melania is good at, is keeping him out of the public eye. Yeah, you know, it's like, I don't hate Melania. I I think she's pretty tone deaf. No, she's just as bad as they are. You think? But at least she knows love. what love is for her kid, or like her own kid. Yeah. There might be some weird other shit going on there, but she's protected her own kid from the whatever the toxicity of this bullshit is. Yeah. Well, and that's something is people would go after the press for being like, oh, you're so unfair to Trump. And I'm like... They left the kid alone. Like, I don't think we're quite at the level of, like, like, I don't know. I don't think that if Alex Jones was running a major broadcasting network, if he would leave alone the kids. Oh, did you see that Alex Jones video this week? (laughs) Where he's like, I wish I'd never met Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. I hate him so much. Wish I never met him. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, yeah, well. I've been working on some um, conspiracy theories for work. Mm -hmm. So I've been paying somewhat closer attention to Alex Jones than I normally do. Mm. Sorry. That's rough. It's kind of interesting, actually. I don't mind. (laughs) His voice is just too much. He's very passionate, Megan. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. I can't. Anyway. He was at the Capitol, too, so fuck him. Um, but I'm glad that you shared all of this because it definitely was not on my radar at all. Keep an eye out for um, the, the Alan Weisselberg is going to give up everything to save his own family because his sons are in the, in the pyre now, too. So don't yeah. think for a second that he's not going to give up all the bodies. For sure. I mean, who wouldn't in that situation? Boring one. What you drinking there? Nighthawk Black. Bold Cabernet. Bold Cabernet. It wasn't my first choice. They were out of my uh, Mel- Malbec. It's okay. Oh, I like Malbecs. I do too. Box they were- fine. Look, so- 
I didn't realize this until I like temporarily moved back home with my parents, but my mom <laughs> keeps a box of wine in the garage. You're right. She's my soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll just sometimes walk around the house with a like very, very full glass of red wine. I'm like, mom, where'd you get that? And she's like, oh, and then she just somehow manages to walk out of the room before I answer. she likes to know. And then my dad finally at one point pulled me aside. He's like, Joanne, it's in the garage. And I walk in there, and it's just like a box <laughs> sitting on the table saw. Yeah, your mom is my soulmate, I think. You're right. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I can't wait to, like, get, like, 60s. You just, I mean, I think you stop caring before then, but you really don't get You do. <laughs> I'm turning 50 in June. You stop caring before then, I promise you. I'm just trying to hit it with. 30 on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about these Long Island coughs that I don't like. Do it. All right. So Long Island coughs were suspended after body cam footage shows them kicking a handcuffed suspect. Oh, boy. So two, two, I know, right? So two uh, Suffolk County police officers uh, were seen repeatedly kicking and ha- kicking a handcuffed suspect uh, who is on the ground. Um, they have been suspended without pay. And actually, let me pull up the New York Post article because I could have sworn it was actually three police involved in this. Um. Okay, so two cops were suspended without pay. Three other officers were placed on modified duty. So, I mean, that's like five cops who were being thrown into this whole shit show. Uh, so the video was posted um, by WPIX TV. I don't have a TV, so I don't know anything about this station or if they are. It's a uh, it's Long Island. Okay, it's just like a local. Looks yeah. like it's CBS. Like local. Yeah. Or no, CBS. Um, so they shove this 30-year-old man named Christopher Cruz to the ground. This is on February 23rd, and they just kicked the hell out of him. What did he do? So Cruz was charged, uh, oh, I skipped all the good stuff when I was copying and pasting. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep deprived. Sleep deprivation. All right, so Cruz, um, it was a high-speed car chase. So he stole a Jeep just out of some person's driveway at around midnight. And then I guess like the cops just found him or chasing him around. Uh, The police eventually. Okay. So Cruz rammed a police car and he must have like injured one of the cops. Mm. And then he crashed into a snowbank where he got arrested. So (laughs) quite the end to the car chase. Karma can act swiftly. I know, but I mean, like, this tracks because you have, like, an injured cop. Everyone's blood's up. Police are not known for their um, ability to moderate their feelings. (laughs) Most officers know. No. Particularly when you've already injured one of their own. Yeah, so they were, like, really looking to cause some harm, I think, at that point. Uh, Yeah, but, you know... um, you can't claim that you're using justified force on someone who's handcuffed. No, we've been going through this for years. 
who's on the ground handcuffed? Yeah, no, no. Nope, I'm sure can't. they'll get off. Of course they will. They got It'll off with that guy hard. in Albany. That port. They'll be port hired ship. back, given a medal. Who knows? I'll get rid of it. By the way, the Chauvin trial starts on the eighth. Oh, okay. Just so we know, I'll I'll cover it because it's my it's my home it's my hometown. Yeah. Um, just wanted to throw that in there since we were talking about the popo. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, so Cruz is charged with, let me see, grand larceny, assault, I don't know, uh, resisting arrest. Um, and then the Suffolk, Suffolk County, uh, the police commissioner, uh, like, released a statement being like, they did not follow the rules. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Thanks. Like, what, what, were they clutching their pearls when they said that? Like, come on, you can do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what is equally unacceptable is the number of officers who did not intervene which is a direct violation of our rules and procedures and i'm like you know there are so many rules and procedures that the police just blow past that sounds like a cya that's what that sounds like yeah not so that anything's I- gonna happen to those particular officers that's just a they got just, scolded you, on tv let's just appease them Let's appease the public. Good lord. Anyway, cool. Um, yep. <laughs> tisk tisk. Mm. So, okay. I'm a huge fan of. There's just there's just so many bad cops. There's just so many, and there's bad departments. There's so bad departments. Bad cop, but if there's you're in a bad department, there's not much you can do. There's like not you're gonna become a bad cop. That's the thing, too, is we don't hear about the good ones, right? Like, all we hear is about the bad shit. So, all we report on is the bad shit. Sorry. I just... I don't know. I mean, Paul Holes, he's cool. Oh, he's he's badass. But there's, like, bad departments, bad training. Bad... I mean, like, across the board, bad training. There's bad... um, uh, Social environments, which which create racial tensions, and within the department too, they can create mm-hmm. racial tensions. Like we saw with the Capitol Police that's going on right now. Like within the department, those racial divides will stand. Yeah. So <clears throat> it, they need to dig deep and figure this out for the good of everybody. Like re- just dig deep. Also, yeah. talk space. Get some fucking therapy. Everybody needs a little therapy. Come on. For sure. So, uh, got anything else? I do. I have Janet Winbush. Okay. She is 50 years old in the Philly area, charged with criminal homicide and abuse of a corpse in the death of her 53-year-old husband, Derek Davis. Hmm. Now, Davis was reported missing by his brother on December 21st, two weeks after he was last seen by family members. Uh, He hadn't shown up for his job at AmGuard Security for weeks. The two weeks, right? Uh, Janet allegedly told his family that she last heard from him on December 14th. Now, they're married they're married so she's not 
upset by his disappearance at all. And to say, I'm not married, and if Ashton disappeared randomly for two weeks, I would be kind of alarmed. A little concerned, right? A little. Um, so, apparently, she pretended to help search for him, even calling local hospitals to see if he was admitted. Um, detectives went to her home to check on his whereabouts. And that's And that was, like, three weeks later. So, they knock on the door while awaiting a response. One of the detectives noticed a mound next to the front porch covered by a deflated air mattress with a smell of decay. Well, that'll tip you right off. Yeah, I don't know if she thought the cold, because it had like it's been cold on the East Coast with all the snow. Yeah, like, this this was, yeah, January was pretty snowy. So, so I mean, unless it's like frozen. Yeah, no, uh, no, clearly not. Uh, they looked under the air mattress to discover uh, Mr. Derek's body. That had been placed in garbage bags wrapped in duct tape. She was sitting in the basement. Just sitting in the basement. Mm-hmm. When the police were there. Like knocking on the door. So you could, you know, she was like. Freaking out. Like rocking back and forth. Having a moment. In my mind. That's what I, I picture. Um, inside the room. They found a blood-soaked umbrella behind a piece of paneling that that was leaning against a wall. Blood droplets on the steps up to the second floor and blood on a sofa and on carpeting as well as near-empty rolls of duct tape on the closet shelf. Yeah, it ain't great. Um, She said that Derek physically assaulted her by striking her repeatedly and choking her. Mm. And at some point during the assault, Derek went to the kitchen and obtained a knife and then came at her with it. And she was able to disarm him and then stab him in self-defense. She also says that she can't recall anything that happened after the stabbing. And she has no idea how they got outside. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he has told he prior to this told his friends that he wanted a divorce. They have a kid together, and apparently she's really aggressive and threatening, and um, wanted a change in their custody agreement. And he went over there. He told his friends that he went over there to get the divorce final. Yeah. Yeah. How awful. She has uh, not yet been arraigned. This um, this all came to air like yesterday. So she has not been arraigned. And we don't know if she has an attorney. Um, it's really, really bad. I always feel bad for the kids, especially in the cases of um, one spouse killing another 
And it usually does involve one person is asking for like a divorce or something. And yeah. it's like now the kid has no parents. Yeah, if there's a history of domestic violence there, no matter who's leaving, that is the most dangerous time in yeah. the relationship. Yeah. And then I know that, like, a lot of the stuff that we do on this show is about domestic violence towards women. But the, um, like, New York City has some hotlines for domestic violence. If you're a guy in an abusive relationship and you call that number, I'm sure that they can give you some support, too. If you're anybody in a domestic violence relationship and you need support, please call. Let's look up that yeah. number. Um, it doesn't matter who you are. If that if that relationship is violent, they can offer you resources, assistance, and and help you with um, an escape route mm-hmm. and resources mm-hmm. with that too. For sure. Yep. You look up that number. I was not prepared. Um, 1-800-621-HOPE. Um, there are, um, and if you go to nyc.gov, there's a domestic violence support webpage, and it gives you all kinds of resources um and specifically too if you are gay or lesbian there's a anti-violence project number and other barrier-free living information there cool Mm -hmm. well thank you for sharing that yeah it's not great it's Mm -hmm. not great you want to what do you got (laughs) i'm like so low energy now i need to tell you about my new york landlord Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I'll be quick. So, um, <laughs> this is a weird story. So, sex worker Angelina Barini. Um, Stop right there. We've done I've this, right? Covered her twice. Yeah, she just had, yes. Do you have an update? When was this update? Oh, well, I didn't even, I knew this sounded so familiar. <laughs> Tell, give me the information. If there's an update, because I didn't look it up. I gave you an update um, a couple weeks ago. It's just about her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. So, um, so, oh, God. Now I'm put on the spot. I can't read. No, it's okay. Me. Calm down. Calm, like, whose name of the ex-boyfriend is? Man who helped drug Cipriani chef hit casino as victim died. Oh, right. Oh, so I didn't talk about the casino. He's now, he's in court. There's been files released. Okay. I didn't talk about the casino, though. Let's talk about that. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so it's so, an update. Good it's plan. An, it's Excellent. an update. All right. Excellent. Okay. I still, I still did good. So the ex-boyfriend of Angelina Barini, who's... Name is um, Leslie Lascano. Mm-hmm. I always feel weird about guys named Leslie. That's fine. Um, Leslie Lascano, he... Uh, so after they 
like robbed this chef. Um, Lascano went on a shopping spree with a man's Amex card. Mm. And then he went to a casino uh, where he tried to pull like cash out of their ATM using the card. Mm-hmm. Which is like not going to work for so many reasons. But also, casinos are like the worst place that you can try to rob. There's a camera everywhere. I actually think it would probably be easier to rob a bank than a casino. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's true too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this guy. A casino so- has more cash on hand than a bank, they're a little more paranoid. Well, and also it's private, and I feel like, well, I guess pinks are sort of private too, but like casinos, I always have the impression they're like, anything goes. They're not (laughs) insured by the FDIC either. It's like little little tyrants are sitting in their security room, like watching everybody. So, sorry, am I making noise? It's okay. Oh, actually, I have a really big announcement after. I'll just do it now because... This is how scary we are. More vaccines. Okay, I'm done. More Um, vaccines. More vaccines. This is how scary. I'm like losing my mind. (laughs) Anyway, so he's up (laughs) Shit's Creek with this, and then um, I think that like he was like trying to go out and bail, and uh, it was denied because he is in the U.S. on an expired visa and has a family in the Philippines. Oh fuck that guy! And they're just like, no, you can't. Get out of jail. <laughs> Fuck him. God damn it. Oh God. Um. So yeah. yeah, I just like that he like went into it because well, that's a great that's, like, Caught my eye. I, that's a great update. I did. I completely missed it. Excellent work, sleuthy sleuth. All right, now you go. I gotta talk to you. Okay, so a New York landlord is out on bail after being arrested and accused of kidnapping tenants from his property and dumping them in a cemetery 30 miles away. No! Yeah! (laughs) The two tenants accused landlord Sean Douglas of kidnapping them while armed from their home in a south end neighborhood of Albany. The two accusers say they were abducted, restrained with zip ties and covered in pillowcases and... They were dumped in a rural cemetery in Ghent. One of them was able to free themselves from the restraints to seek help at a house nearby. The landlord is apparently frustrated because he couldn't evict them um, because of the statewide ban on evictions caused by the pandemic. Well, that's not how you do it. Yeah. There's a legal system in place. Um, The ban... You know, expires on May 1. Landlords wait for their day in court. Blah, blah, blah. He's clearly not applying for federal assistance or state assistance. Uh, Albany police has not released any further details about this case, but more people could be charged in connection with the alleged kidnapping. That's amazing. That is a bad story for the history books. That's insane. Um, do I know that we're coming up on time, but do we just have a little mi- a minute for my COVID updates? Yeah, give it to me. All right, so I have some tips. I recently got my first vaccine. Whoop! Is why we didn't do the show last week because I felt like shit uh-huh. while you were working. Uh, but I was going to do it with Ashton, and I just felt terrible. Um, 
So the Citizen app has updates on when um, new vac- on when new vaccine sites are opening around the city. So that's a really great way of keeping tabs of it. Yep. Uh, only people 65 and over can get vaccinated at a pharmacy. And that's just like a national thing. Like um, Walgreens and CVS are only doing 65 and over. If you are 65 and over, I don't know why you're listening to the show, but thank you so much. Um, <laughs> they, they, Honestly, like, why are you listening to us? <laughs> they released their um, new appointments around midnight, according to the grapevine. Mm. If you are under 65, you have to go to a state or a city run um, vaccination site. And I was able to get mine, I signed up Monday morning around 10.30 a.m., and I just saw a bunch of appointments. Uh, I saw, like, black, and I just kept on clicking and clicking until finally I got one day of. That's, yes, that happened to my friend Jody too. She just kept refreshing it and got one for uh, 10.30 the next morning. It was really stressful, actually. Um, Just like Fresh Direct at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, I got it at like 3 p.m. the day of the appointment. Um, Yeah, so they say also if you have had COVID, you get a lot of side effects after your first shot. Hello, that's where I got them. I ran a fever for about 24 hours, but then it was fine. Um, And then I enrolled in a study. So this is exciting. Um, Because I'm high risk. So Johns Hopkins wants my blood. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so I just wanted to say uh, check Mondays and check in the mornings and keep an eye on Citizen. I love Citizen. It's also a true, good true crime app if you're also interested in that. It makes me really paranoid because I didn't, I don't consider my neighborhood to be very dangerous. I don't think it is. Uh, but I like turned on my Citizen apps again. I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> There's all kinds of things going on. There's been lots of like stabbings and then a lot of fires. We've got a lot of guys running around with guns down here. Oh. No shooting. Just like running around with them. Like waving them at people. Okay. I think Um, I'd rather deal with stabbings than guns. I don't know. Maybe those fireworks are shooting. I don't know. I haven't looked at my... I put my phone on mute. Okay, Megan. I don't know. I don't leave the building that often. I went to the post office today. That was it. Um, well, I think that's all for Crime Talk BK. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for putting up with our very scatterbrained episode this week. We <laughs> apologize and we'll hopefully get more sleep by next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.